You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. I'm Jake McCandless. And today I'm talking about spiritual preparedness, being a spiritual prepper. I have no doubt if you're here, if you're listening, you are preparing. I mean, come on. Why would you turn to a pre-wrath podcast if you're not looking towards preparing for the things that may come? I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're tracking that way. But I've found sometimes, even us who are tracking and realizing God's up to something, things are being fulfilled before our eyes, we need to be ready, we need to be prepared, we feel it, we know it, we know the details, but sometimes we become so fascinated by the details of the events that we forget to respond with our lives. So I think in the conversation with all of these great hosts, all this great content, it's good to stop and pause and realize, hey, we need to make sure we are responding to the Word and responding to the times. We all need a healthy dose of a habit of every time that we go to the Word that we walk away and take a responding step of obedience. Let me say that again. We all, I need a healthy dose of the habit of every time we go to the Word, we study, we hear it, that we walk away and take a responding step of obedience. So how do we prepare for these things that we're seeing before us? These things within Scripture we know are going to happen and that we think are not far around the corner. How do we prepare? Well, somewhere in my elementary career, in children's church, Sunday school, whatever they called it, I was taught, if you're going to do a maze, if you start from the end and work yourself out, it's a lot easier. Now, if that happened in Sunday school, surely it wasn't wrong, right? Surely that's a legal way to do a maze. But you realize what we have in Scripture, right? We have the end of the maze. We know how this age is going to end. We know how we're going to be. There are prophecies within Scripture that talk about the end of the age that aren't just talking about the Antichrist and the events that's going to happen that's not just talking about the timing of the rapture. There are details of how we're going to be, or at least how professed Christians are going to be at the end of the age. So we can take all of the details, even those overlooked prophecies, and we have the end of the maze. Therefore, I believe in reverse engineering. Okay, if this is where things are headed, if this is how I need to be at this time, okay, How do I prepare? How to reverse engineer this? 
but we also need to throw in some risk management, right? Okay, we've got all of these events, but which are the most likely to impact my life? Which are most likely to impact my family, my children? What's the greatest risk? What's the highest risk? What's the greatest danger? And so I ask you, taking what you know of the things that are going to come and the things we may be seeing, what's the greatest risk? What is it? What's the worst thing that could happen to us? And so if we're going to talk about being prepared, what's the worst thing that could happen? I want you to think on it. Can you do that? That is the drawback of podcasts. I love podcasts because I can sit here drinking my coffee, actually looking out at the frozen tundra as we've been in an ice storm, and just have a conversation. But it's one way. I hate not being able to see your face. I hate being able to see if you're just tuning things out or what. But it can be at least more of a two-way conversation. You can comment below and give us an opportunity to read your thoughts and, and share our own. Or you can reach out on social media and you know wherever you can get a hold of us. I know I've had the chance to meet many of you, but if I haven't, I'm Jake McCandless. I wear a few different hats. I direct a ministry called Stand Firm, where we're helping believers navigate such a time as this. been doing that since 2012, and so you can find me at StandFirmJake.com, Facebook Stand Firm Jake. Not Jake from State Farm, but Jake from Stand Firm. You can find me at StandFirmJake.com or on Facebook, StandFirmJake, or on Twitter or Instagram at StandFirmJake with some type of hyphen or underscore somewhere in there. But I would love to have a conversation with you and this not just be a one-way conversation. So through StandFirm, create content, write, speak, and just encouraging believers to stand firm for these times are coming and to prepare. But again, we talked about making practical steps. I'm trying to do that as well. I'm a church planner in Northwest Arkansas. We've launched a network called Epic Life where we're working to uh, build neighborhood Bible studies. We're shrinking things down, simplifying things down, using the Discovery Bible Study method, the disciple-making movements that's been done in missions around the world. We're trying to do that here in the West. And so trying to take the things placed on my heart uh, through what we see at the end of the maze and apply that locally and apply that in, in real life, I guess you could say. Also an author, my book, Spiritual Prepper, which I guess we're diving into some. That was my first book with WMD Books. It came out in 2017. Uh, since then, I've released a few devotional books. Invincible and for uncertain times, you can find them on Amazon or you could go over to my store, stanfirmstore.com. And the new initiative the Lord has directed me in is working with families. And so I have a podcast called Stand Firm Parents, 
wherever you're listening to this, you can find it there, Stand Firm Parents, where we're reverse engineering parenting and helping families have a faith that lasts. And I have a children's book called Jesus and His White Horse, the first traditionally published book for children on Jesus' return. And we have releasing the end of this month a second children's picture book called Jesus and His Kingdom, talking about the millennial kingdom, and I'm excited uh, for that to release. Okay, enough about that. But please look me up. I would like to have a two-way conversation. Okay, do you remember the question? What's the greatest risk? What's the worst thing that could happen to us? Well, ultimately, we know it's the second death. It's hell, right? It's our eternal destination. Okay, that's the worst that can happen. It's not something happening to us physically. It's not even death. So that's why I'm talking about spiritual prepping. Because what matters most is that we have trusted Christ and begin to follow him. That we have realized we've sinned, fallen short of the glory of God, cannot save ourselves. We can't do enough good. So we place our trust in the sacrificial death that Jesus had on the cross. That's the number one thing, right? That's what it boils down to. Okay, so if we're talking about risk management, the worst thing is not us dying. It's not us running out of food. It's not us having enough ammo. It's not zombies. What's the worst thing that could happen to us? It's for us to get to the end of our life or the return of Christ. Never having committed to follow him. Okay, I think we can agree that's the worst. Now, listening here, we're, we're all across different denominations, different church backgrounds, and all these different things. And one of the big distinctions between churches, between denominations, is how we work out the ongoing nature of salvation. That was a weird way to say it. But you know the debate. Can we lose our salvation or not? Do we have security of the believer or not? And I'm not going to solve that. For one, I don't know how to solve that. But I do want to recognize we're coming from all different camps. Some on the far extremes, some more in the middle. But I do know this. We read in Scripture... Possibly both. Whoa, Jake. (laughs) You're getting in territory I don't like. Oh, hang, Hang with me. Okay, so we read within Scripture, like Ephesians 2, that we're saved only by faith, not by works. We read in Jude 1 that we're kept by the Lord. We read in John 10, He holds us in his hands. We read in Titus 3, 5. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Spirit. I think we all can agree we're not saved by anything we do. 
only by faith. Therefore, it makes it tricky that certain things could cause us to lose that right. But we clearly read in Matthew 24, verse 13, But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And I read that again. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. We read just a few verses ahead of that. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Then we have in Hebrews, it talks about apostasy. It's in 2 Thessalonians 2, that many will be deceived, a great delusion or great deception. And you can find many other verses similar to Matthew 24, 13. So which is it? <laughs> is it okay? We're saved. He holds us in his hand. He keeps us. Or is it only if we stand firm to the end? And then I know some will reconcile it and say, well, it's, you know, are we only if you're truly saved? Will these happen? None of them alone are solid conclusions in my book. But I think we must have to say both of these seem to be true, right? We're kept, but yet we need to stand firm. Again, I'm not going to reconcile that. It's been argued for 2,000 years. I'm not going to add to it. But I think we have to understand the balance. So why, why do I say this? Okay, because again, the worst thing that can happen, the greatest risk is that we'd be separated from God for eternity. That we would be in hell. Now, we know, and usually we just end that discussion and say, okay, everybody needs to get saved. Everybody needs to get right with God. But we're going to go before the Lord. Right? The judgment seat of Christ? And I can guarantee you, you will want to be found faithful. And then we read verses like Matthew 24, 13, or in Hebrews about apostasy, or verses like when Paul writes about his co-worker Demas who has left for his love of the world, or read about those who've shipwrecked their faith. You know, whatever that is, however that looks, whatever that might be, we don't want it. And I really think that it's when we get into the greatest dangers, the greatest risk, this turning away is very high on the list. And passages like Matthew 24, 10, 2 Thessalonians 2, as we read these, because of persecution and difficulty, at this time, many will turn away. That's what Matthew 24 is telling us. That's talking about a prophetic time. 2 Thessalonians 2, talking about the deception that comes with the Antichrist, and many will be deceived. And then we've got warnings in Matthew 24 of those being deceived also by the, the Antichrist. The greatest thing at stake is are we going to hold on to the Lord or not? And we have verses like Matthew 10, 33, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Okay, that's another thing to put in the equation, right? The bottom line is we don't want to be there. 
So I think we, you know, we all can easily agree, okay, the number one thing that we need to be prepared with is salvation, but it doesn't stop there. It's also in standing firm, remaining faithful. And I think this is the danger. Of course, the warning there in Matthew 24.10. And we see this within the persecuted church around the world. As they are put to the test, as they have in history and as they are today, there's an opportunity maybe to recant and not face imprisonment, death, harm to your family, whatever that may be, or you can remain faithful. From those who have worked with the persecuted church, it's been relayed that they take very seriously, or most have taken very seriously, this passage. And I think when we talk about preparing spiritually, this is what we're talking about. As difficulty comes, as trying times come, whether they're today in just normal life, as Jesus said, Matthew 6, each day has enough trouble of its own. We can, we can know Jesus knew humanity, right? And felt humanity for him to say that. It could be the text you get tomorrow. It could be the phone call tonight. But then it also could be the events of the last days. And preparing to hold on to him no matter what. I can't thank you enough for listening in. We'll be doing this again. Every day, great episode But I hope you'll pause and just think, are you preparing spiritually? What is the greatest danger? You may can tell my my heart with this comes as a pastor. Been a pastor for a long time, nearly 25 years. Just recently started the church planting, but still pastoring. I'm only six months into that deal. And I look at it as if I'm standing before my congregation and I hear those, that, that prophecy in Matthew 10. I'm like, man, this says most before me will turn away. Now, if we're warned in scripture, it means it doesn't have to happen to us. It's going to happen, but it doesn't have to happen individually to us. Revelation two and three. If we hear the spirit, we can be overcomers. We need to hear the Spirit and take heed. Realize these warnings apply to us and think about the greatest danger and begin to be a spiritual prepper. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 